everyone. Thank you for listening to From the Friar. This is Ellie. And this is Leon. Thank you all so much for joining us on another episode. Today we'll be covering Before the 90 Days as well as Sister Wives. Do you want to start with Before the 90? That would be awesome. We sadly got more reruns. Okay. That's, yeah. Okay. Discovery Plus is messing up. Is it a live version like this as well? I don't think so. It wasn't last week. We are seeing things we saw a week ago, two weeks ago, because we didn't have Super Bowl. Or we did have the Super Bowl. I don't really know what to do because we pay for this to get it early, to get the podcast out. But if it's not what the majority of people are watching, what's the point? Are, Are the folks watching it live getting more? I think they're getting more recent... footage so we're actually missing some critical stuff i think so like we still haven't seen what they saw last time with memphis and hamza so i don't know i will preface this by saying we watched discovery plus this is covering the discovery plus version but it's really shitty for some reason it's no longer the same version as the live live stream that's kind of sad i'm just imagining the sad intern who they hired to do video editing or something it knows nothing about the show because they're just not fans no they've they also said, hey, never seen an episode chop before. this up you need to add this scene and they either don't have all the details and like this is the, the best we could get yep which is odd considering we're paying for the service yeah and it's probably the number one tv show on their in on this their time slot oh, well you know, in this time slot it's always trending what about other platforms in general i mean 90 yeah days it's gotta be like up there it has to probably be number one so, bear with us. We're Hopefully, gonna, we'll even cover, out next week. We're going to cover what we can cover from what we saw. <laughs> yeah. Starting off with Kimberly and Usman, we see that they woke up together, but they are still arguing. She says that she is frustrated and scared to lose him. You notice Usman is like on the edge of the bed all <laughs> the way at the end. On his phone. All the way. Don't yeah. talk to me. <laughs> they take a walk to go sit outside and talk. Kim says it's hot. And Usman replies with, it's Africa. Kim tells Usman that she had no idea that he wasn't going to kiss her before she came there. This goes back to the beginning when I said they have wildly different expectations of what this trip means. To her, she's here for sex. This is her man. Solidifying their relationship. And to him... I think to him, he just invited a fan to watch the music video and have a good time. And have some nice gifts. Yeah, enjoy yourself in Africa. We'll see if... You know, we take things further after that. Kim says that kissing and sex are part of a relationship, and Usman had the perfect response. Are we in a relationship? Right. Never been defined. I find it so cringy that Kim brings up her son again. Okay, overall, is it weird that she keeps bringing up an adult son? This isn't someone that Usman has to parent. Right, versus something like a Mike and Jimena. She's got very small children. It's yeah. a much bigger deal than your grown-up son who lives his own life. And then there's Jasmine, who doesn't even bring up her children. You know, it's interesting. If you were in that position, would you... How much weight would you put in into adult children that affect your dating decisions? Like, any? Okay. A little bit? Well, I don't think my opinion is very valid because I have zero children. Maybe if they felt some weird energy. That's but not, different. But not just them outright being like, eh, I don't like them. I'm like, well, yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, okay. That's kind of my reaction as well. I don't put a ton of weight on it. But think about the person even being an adult themselves. I'm not basing a lot on that. They're probably not bringing home everyone to their mother. That's true. So no. This is where words matter. 
Kim asks Usman, do you think yelling at me is showing me respect? This man never yelled at her. And this goes back to what we were talking about on the Married at First Sight podcast. One of the cast members said, he yells at me every single altercation. Now, I'm not going to dismiss that. I'm not saying he doesn't. But what I think might be going on in Kim's situation where she says, do you think yelling at me is showing me respect? She is saying that because she doesn't like the way he is speaking to her. He, She does not like what he is saying, but he sure as hell is not yelling. So she's just translating that as you yelled at me. Exactly. I think this goes back to not knowing how to process and put into words how you are feeling and what the tone is making you feel like. But it's not yelling. Yelling is aggressive. It's loud. It's a whole nother level. Just because you disagree or unlike how something is said or the way it makes you feel does not mean the person is yelling. And I'm guilty of this. So I'm not talking shit because I've definitely said this to you before. <laughs> Why are you yelling? Stop yelling at me. Like, I'm not yelling. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm yelling. Oh, gosh. Usman kind of out of nowhere just says, okay, we're having sex tonight. And so Kim follows was, up with a happy dance. All kinds of cringe. It's not weird. normal. Not what you'd expect. It's the African way, though. It's hard. That was I was fucking dying <laughs> on a lot of his sayings. The arm. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you're gonna feel it to here, and it was like your throat. I was like, um, excuse me, <laughs> what? Can we not? He's like, I I need her to uh, walk normally the next day, so we might do half half It'll, African way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 this is a lot. This is a lot. I was fucking dying. Going back just a little bit, we see Kim drinking her famous champagne again, and she's introducing Jamal and Usman. Jamal says, I'm not going to sit here and say that I trust you. I know how men work. Did we get Jamal's age? No, but he's an adult, like 20. Well, I mean, how old is Usman? Like 32? Yeah. 25? I didn't like that Jamal says, I know how men are. Do you know how your mom acted? continuously says i'm not gonna beg you for sex but then continues to essentially beg usman for sex yeah which is really it's really awkward and kind of sad the fact that this whole trip is based around sex it seems like i don't think jamal can say even her saying if you don't have sex with me like there's nothing after this yeah we we can't be friends we can't talk that was her only expectation her only desire so i don't think it's fair for jamal to say like oh i know what you want or your mom's being the aggressor here. I do find it interesting because these people are always placed into such a small time frame for things to happen. It's like the moment Usman does say like, okay, I give you my blessing. We will have sex tonight. Like all is forgiven. Like everything yes, is forgotten absolutely. about. No issues. Yeah. It's, just, it's always surprising how quickly that can change. Yep. And from this moment on, the whole episode was uncomfortable. Because. Was, oh God. Yes. They talk to the son and they are immediately like, let's go have sex. That's weird. Did you need to call your son right before sex? You didn't. No. Mm, could we have waited maybe the next Can day? Can we just do the next day? A couple days? Didn't need to happen at all. Kim is sitting on the bed talking about how nervous she is. And Soldier Boy is getting ready in the bathroom. Putting on his robe, sunglasses, and of course, Soldier Boy chain. He's extra. Way too It killed extra. me. You come out of the bathroom like that? No, Mike, it's not you, happening. Like, are you okay? <laughs> Why are you wearing sunglasses? We're inside. Is that a chain? Do you know how awkward that's going to be during sex? (laughs) 
I'm so uncomfortable watching Usman get on top of her. And I ha- then I have expected him to take off his robe and he's just in a thong. That, I would have been here for it. <laughs> oh my God. You were dying when they showed their legs intertwined. Oh no. You said you didn't need to see her bruised cankles. <laughs> oh no. Girl, she, hey, she's had a rough day walking all day in some uncomfortable shoes. I don't really know if I needed to see the ankles. And it has been declared they are boyfriend and girlfriend. She is now Queen Kimberly. Not Queen Africa, though. No, no, no. <laughs> don't get it twisted. So next is Memphis and Hamza, but on the Discovery Plus version, there was absolutely nothing different in the footage from the previous episode. So I'm not going to cover it again. Yeah, so apologies you know, anyone that did get to see new content, either live when it actually airs on tv uh, yeah we just we don't have that at this moment no. in time so we can't we can't really say much on them gino and jasmine so this is another couple where 70 percent of their footage was already shown on the last discovery plus episode but we did get a little bit of new footage but it was just like the last scenes everything it, else was already man, shown is there just so much content that there's no way they can verify it all i just feel like they're really scrambling to get anything because they took Alina and Caleb out. Right. But even on Discovery Plus, like, there's no ads. Just just no. take out the content. Just replace it. What are you doing on the live version that has to be so different to the Discovery Plus version? Well, well even, even then, like, just for example, the Discovery Plus episode is about hour 20-ish. Something like that. Just, just remove this extra content we've already watched and just leave it to an hour. Like who, who, Nobody cares. That would be beautiful. No, nobody cares. Considering it's, it's just already 20 no minutes, ads anyway. It's just 20 minutes I'm not manually skipping. We yeah. don't have ads. Yep. Go work for Discovery Plus. Tell them how to do it. You know. <laughs> hey, give me that paycheck. Gladly. I'll give you, some, give you my pay. You know what? Give me free Discovery Plus. <laughs> That's, give me that. Okay, but moving on with Gino and Jasmine. Again. About. This well, forgiveness thing happened way too fast. Did it? She really loves him. You can tell by how passionate she was during this fight and the conversation. She really loves him. I guess they are going to go through some kind of healing process. It just felt really fast. You know, they have to travel back together. Yeah. Why let it be aggressive? <laughs> I, I joke when we were watching and she said, no, I'm going back or something. Or something yeah. Like that. I figured, uh, we going back in the same little plane? I would leave him. I'm not going <laughs> on that plane. No, we're not going to be in any confined space together. Gino's crying in his interview about all the pain that he has caused Jasmine. And he says he thinks he has lost her. Jasmine has to go back to Gino's room to look for her purse because she can't leave the island without it. At this time, Gino apologizes to Jasmine for what he has done. I am happy that he did put a good effort into apologizing. Kind of, but there has to be so much more than this one apology. Yeah, but he at least said, at least did something. Is the bar so low on 90 Day that we're like, well, at least maybe, he acknowledged maybe, maybe, it. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Because I feel like sometimes we don't get that. At the beach, Gino asks for another chance. And through tears, Jasmine says that she loves him. So I think there will be a healing process if they do decide to move forward. But yeah, very fast. Mike and Jimena. It has been two months since Mike left Columbia. And he's working on his new lifestyle. He's focusing on being cleaner and more organized and wants to make this a part of his life. We find out that they're getting married in Colombia next month, but Jimena is getting very distant. Since he works remotely, he has decided to go back. You're wondering if he could work remotely, why didn't he spend more time over there? Yeah, why would... Well, I guess he wanted 
to not work while he was there during the first trip, which makes sense. But yeah, why don't you just maybe take two weeks off and then two weeks working and hanging out and seeing what your life is like together? That would actually be huge growth in their relationship or discovery of I think discovery like, like if we were together like I'd have to work so is this gonna work out or not we find out that Mike is still paying half of the rent me and you agree he's paying way more than that he's he, he paying kinda, for everything he kind of stuttered or delayed his response to his father and grandpa a little too long and we immediately caught him like that's definitely a lie Mike reveals to his dad and grandfather that Jimena wants new boobs and lipo. And grandpa just silently shakes his head no. I can't, I don't want to really imagine how much money he's already sent over there. Considering this is someone that he's really just dating. And they are engaged, li- how dare you. Had a, well, okay. <laughs> had a life before him. Yeah. Like It's interesting that they depend on you so much now. I, and I think Mike's dad was right. I mean... When the money is gone, are you still going to have any love there? That's that's a dangerous... It's kind of a... You're just putting yourself in a really dangerous position to get hurt. Obviously, with losing um, a decent amount of money. And then, obviously, losing you know, someone that you love. Mike arrives in Colombia, and Jimena does not meet him at the airport this time. This is even more fucked up as you watch the episode. Because it seems like her kids aren't there. Oh, like in the house? Yeah. They are in the morning, but we'll get to that. But I don't... Yeah, there's no yeah. one at the house... But even if there was well, a sister's then her there. sister's there. So you could have easily left. She says, the first time that Mike came, I was so in love with him. Everything was perfect. And I've had a lot of time to think. Which you can read real far into that. She does not love him. No. What did you think about Mike bringing poop into the house? He paid for that rug. I don't care. Oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> yeah, kind of a bummer. It's kind of a weird start. It's always awkward. It's somebody, a shitty you know. start, but I wouldn't base a lot on it. Like a normal person wouldn't. But if you already hate the guy, I guess you can use it as ammo. I wish Mike started talking shit. I'm like, well, I mean, I paid for the rug, so. I'll just get you another one. It's a really big deal. I mean, this is my apartment, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I think I wrote in my notes that, and I hate to just bring up, you know, red flags all the time, but. I mean, I don't, you haven't known Jimena that long. You're sort of in the process now of building something. You're engaged. It is kind of weird that immediately she says, I need a liposuction and breast augmentation, mm-hmm. which to me, to me, a naive dude here just translates to, I want bigger boobs. Yeah. She's not like, I her, want a breast reduction. Because of her modeling opportunities. But Which also, is weird. You've never said you modeled before. Right. Right. And. It would have been maybe a little bit better if she said something like the lipo is because I'm uncomfortable with my body or something and I need to, you know, I want to love myself, that kind of thing. No. Or um, maybe I've always had smaller breasts than what I've ever wanted. I I don't know versus. But, you know, it's all bullshit because the way she says it and the reasoning behind it doesn't even make sense. So it's for modeling. (laughs) Sure. Whatever. But. Is it is it also some kind of way where. If I do this, maybe I don't have to rely on Mike anymore, which could be great because then she's like, I don't have to ask for Mike for money all the time. That's not but at all. But you're also it. never going to pay him back. No. And it, Mike, apparently so far, he must be doing a decent job taking care of you guys. We're seeing true colors. Like, I'm not giving her much credit. I really liked her last episode. I wanted them to work. I thought she was very kind and loving to him and taking care of him and him trying to improve how he takes care of her. But I, you totally see her true colors in this episode. So she's mad that he is there. 
Well, maybe not mad. She is annoyed, annoyed that he annoyed. is there because she was supposed to get her surgery in a couple of days. In that interaction, it seemed like they had really weird communication. It wasn't weird communication. No, just she like just didn't you, care. You, he didn't tell me he was coming. He says, I did tell you. He's like, yeah, you told me last minute, like right before you came here. Yeah. That just so, seems odd. Because he wouldn't pay for her boobs, she had to go to a loan shark. And it was scheduled for a couple of days from now because he I came. I don't believe that, by the way. Why? I don't believe she actually got a loan from a loan shark. Or do you believe that she was going to have the surgery? No. Oh, okay. I don't buy that. I kind of do. She would just have Mike pay this loan. Mm-hmm. She's like, my life's in danger. You have to give me very like Tinder swindler. Oh, yeah. okay. It's an emergency. Okay. Yep. I'm going now, to die. Okay, I'm following now. Yeah. I'm following now. Okay. Yep. Believable. Gotcha. I don't understand why it annoys her that he's there. Me and you both thought she could use this to her advantage and have a caretaker there for her yep. and her kids while she yep. is under maintenance. Weird, huh? <laughs> yeah. Very weird. Why not just use it to your advantage? Maybe you're right then because there was no surgery. It would even be easy for Mike. Hey, work. My my wife just had surgery. You know, maybe don't mention the surgery she's having. I need to take <laughs> care matter. of her. Um, take some time off. Jimena tells Mike that she wants to go to the club tonight. He says he has to work in the morning, but he'll come out for a little while. The next morning, we see Mike in the dining room working, and Jimena comes down for a whole glass of milk. Bro, she took like one sip and then left the glass of milk. The fuck. We find out that Mike came home from the club at twelve. And that she came home after 9 a.m. Okay, wait. Some folks might think, and it kind of does look kind of crazy timing. It's different. But we did have a trip with a friend in the East Coast. Shout and, out Maryland and D.C. And we were out to like 4, almost 5 in the morning. It was fully daylight it, by the time the sun was coming. Back. The sun was coming up. <laughs> and if, yeah, if you got a, a slow breakfast where you need the coffee to once keep you know, stay awake, and then you're waiting for the food to be made, you know, maybe you're getting to the 6, 637 yeah. time, then you got to catch an Uber, so, you know, you got to catch some kind of taxi back home, depending on how far away the club was to your home, it's so a I little bit it. more realistic to get home at that time. Yeah, we've had our nights like that, but it's weirder <laughs> for her because it's the first night her fiance is in town, and... It seems like this is a regular thing she does. It's not like a one-off, like, hey, we're going to celebrate birthday. Wasn't Mike curious of, like, then they have the, that discussion gets really interesting because, you know, Mike says that, you know, when I go back home, uh, you know, not not a big deal. Like, if you want to go party, have fun with your friends, totally trust you. But then she says, if you trusted me, we wouldn't be having this conversation. And like you just said, girl, this isn't some regular night. Like, I am your fiance who flew here to come visit you. This isn't just some regular old day where we can just turn up till 9 a.m. Kind of late to be coming or kind of early to be coming in to the house. Also, I find it interesting that Mike said, what time did you come in when he was most likely he awake? He was there. So <laughs> he was just trolling at that point. Yeah, he wanted to get it on, on tape. Get it on tape. Oh, my God. We met Prison Mike this episode. Prison Mike is a is a unit. Absolutely. Black unit. tank top, rosary, shaved head hard yep <laughs> ella and johnny ella decided to look at tickets to dubai to meet johnny and she has not told him you know something that i've seen with ella and a lot of these people is they don't make very good decisions not only that they don't think of the long term of their decisions like instead of having the money to pay for this trip she just says that she's happy that her credit card limit has recently been increased well she says my mom's going to kill me. 
Yes, because her mom's paying for this. But is this like a card that's shared with her parents? I just think she'll be like, hey, I need help paying half of this bill. Also, it's not confirmed that he's going to fly to Dubai and you're buying a ticket. Girl, slow down. After she purchases the ticket, she calls Johnny wearing a head covering, telling him this is what she'll need to wear in Dubai because she has bought a ticket. Honestly, I feel like she has a fantasy to just experience as many cultures as she can. But in like a really weird, stereotypical, not appropriate way. We find out that if Johnny goes to Dubai, he would have to quarantine back in China for five weeks. That's a long time. That's a long time to miss work. Well, he already quit his job. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So I don't know why. I don't know. I think he's pulling back a little bit emotionally, but I think the COVID is the main concern. And this is where Ella is being childish to me. She just says, I want to meet now. It just feels like a child having a fit, not a grown woman who's 29 years old and who wants to meet their boyfriend. She says if he doesn't go to Dubai to meet her, she will look into other options, such as being in an open relationship. Now, to my knowledge, it takes two people to decide that they are in an open relationship, not just one and the other waiting for them. Ella said that she would give Johnny a few days to think about the trip. She begins to cry and says she has been waiting 29 years for this. I do not think she has been waiting for Johnny since the moment she was born. Yeah, I, I understand that folks get really emotional when they talk about this, but I mentioned this while we were watching this show. Like, you weren't at birth waiting for Johnny. Like, you need to calm down. Nope. You need to pump the brakes. You know, at some point you wanted a boyfriend, and just from that point on to now, maybe you haven't had the best luck. Me I think you were more irritated when you find out that she wasn't even 30. Yes. And she's acting like her life is over if this doesn't work out. Women of the world, please stop thinking that your life is over once you hit 30. Now, within saying that, of course, there's a bunch of cultural norms, a lot of cultural pressure, depending on where you are in the world. But this is more geared towards women in the US. Your life is not over at 30. Everything will be okay. Don't put that pressure on yourself. And don't let people put that pressure on you. It's not fair. You are of value. You are important just because you hit this. I mean, it's an honor to turn 30. It's an honor to live a long and happy life. Don't don't be sad about it. We see Johnny meeting with his friend Wong to talk about his troubles with Ella and his concerns with traveling due to COVID. I kind of expected a little bit more from his friend of 20 years. No, his friend was... I think his I friend like, had nice advice. I feel like his friend said, if you love her, you should go after her. Yeah, and that's what Johnny needed to hear because if he heard anything else, it would have solidified I feel what like he that, was thinking already. I, yeah, I feel like that wasn't what he wanted to hear, but now it's made it even... <laughs> I mean, that's a good now point. Now it's made it more tough on his decision. That's true. His friend said that he should go for it. He should meet her and go crazy in love. It is kind of sad, though, that we're not going to see them. You know, we're not going to see them together this season. No, we're definitely not. It's kind of a bummer. Well, I don't know. There's still... If we're going off of last season, there were 15 regular episodes plus the reunion. So, I mean, what is that? A few more episodes. So you never know. I highly doubt it. But <laughs> Maybe it'll end with an airport scene and then they get recast oh, for another... On 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. I'm telling you, so many people are going to get recycled. You go through the 90 Day system. Ben and Mahogany. Ben is still at the restaurant. This dude has some commitment to someone he's never met. Is he stable? I don't think he's that stable. I think, you know, it's interesting. He seems like a well enough looking guy, a good, you know, good looking dude. It Why is, can't he go for anyone his own age? It is well, 
God led him to. Oh, yeah. Yes. God always leads him to 20-year-old women. I forgot. Um, it is interesting, like, sort of how committed he is to even just wait. He oh. seems like he only waited an hour, though. That's not that long. I mean... But he traveled there, so I mean, that's a big an deal. An hour when I've traveled this far, haven't seen you, you haven't well, messaged me. I'm not getting I'm on this, that plane. I'm in this random restaurant. No. An hour could feel like forever. I'm just saying I wouldn't have even been on the plane getting that text message initially. Oh, yeah. You don't text me. I'm out. Well, she said don't come. So, yeah. Cool. We find out that Mahogany is real and a real bad actress. Holy shit. It was awful. Okay. Not only are her pictures, as Ben said, doctored. They've been doctored a little bit. Her emotions, this whole scene just seems so fucking fake to me. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Oh. You're like you're here, like it just. I didn't feel prepared. It just immediately everything was forgiven. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everything was forgiven. No. Oh, no, no, you, no, no, you no. didn't text me to me at the airport. Oh, that's fine. You oh, couldn't you, call. You don't, you don't look like your photos. Ah, no big deal. You couldn't even tell me that you're on your way, so I would wait here. Nothing. It's interesting. This is the perfect example of, you know, being online, chat rooms, texting, the discords, like. That is all fake. Hey, I love my Twitter yes, spaces. Yes, you, get out I mean, of here. I, I get you. You know, you're you're interacting with people, and there's really cool people out there, real real people, right? That we're interacting with, even obviously ourselves on social media. But you got to, you know, it's all about like protecting yourself. Like some of this is is don't take it too literal, right? Maybe someone talks shit about you online. Eh, don't take it too serious. It's, it's the internet, whatever. But you notice how different. Her emotions and verbal interactions were with yes. Ben in person. It Creepy. was incredible. Incredible. Ugh. Considering their texting is all, um, you know, God's with us. God led us to each I other. I will birth you many you beautiful know, children. I love you. We were meant to be. You know, you know, God has a plan for us. I love you. I love you. But then when you get there, one, it's, she speaks really good English. She does. I, you can tell she was nervous because you mentioned, like, why doesn't she just keep speaking English if it's that good? I think she was just nervous. So she keeps, you know, yeah. flipping back in between. But... He says, I love you very quickly, and she never says it. Well, in the restaurant, I want to talk a little bit, because we already talked about how he says her photos are a little doctored. She says that he is different, but in a good way. But he's smaller than in his photos. I actually don't think so, because I think he's actually a pretty fit guy. Yes. When you're taking these modeling photos, you're probably doing like some pull-ups or push-ups or whatever. Yeah. Like, uh, he's not lying about what he looks like. That's just a normal shot of a model that they obviously cleaned up yeah versus him saying and i'm sure he had photos of him day to day like he didn't just have no only exactly. my modeled photos on unlike there. her which are just heavily filtered and don't even look like her no and you were totally right actually that okay maybe her doctor ones are 10 and she's like i don't know she's still like a beautiful looking person yeah, she's a fine looking person but i think i was expecting maybe I was expecting Ben to give us a little bit more than just, oh, her photos are like a little doctored. Well, he's not going to admit it. He's just happy it's a person. Right. As they are walking out of the restaurant, Mahogany says that she needs time before she decides if this is a relationship. But I think this entire time, this has been a relationship to Ben. And everything you're telling him and feeding him is very much so someone that is in love and in a relationship. When he says that he wants to give her a hug as he's walking her to her car, he says that he loves her. And she awkwardly just slides into her driver's seat. I thought for a moment that, like, we'd never see her again. Do we see her again? I believe on the next time on, they talk about... Oh, you're right. They were somewhere talking. They talk about meeting her 
parent. I have a whole another theory on that that I don't even think your parents know about. Him. No, of course not. Why? No, she's scamming. He has sent money, right? Yeah, allegedly only a thousand dollars, and it's a loan. Definitely a lie, but okay, okay. On the next time on, Ben wants to meet Mahogany's parents. There's no way this is real. They don't know about him. It's not gonna happen. Jimena is trying on wedding dresses and said if Mike is willing to pay for the dress, he should have paid for her breasts. She says, surgery first, wedding later. Nope. If I was Mike, stands firm. Be like, uh, I'm not comfortable with that. I think the more important thing for our love and our family is to get married first. I don't think it's for you to have bigger tits. <laughs> but modeling. Like, you can, you're not modeling before we get married. No, so. she said that she was like a nail tech. Where's this coming from? Um, she means an OnlyFans. I mean, who doesn't on this franchise? Get your money. Fair enough. Gino is meeting Jasmine's mom and maybe kids? Question mark. Well, you said that you believe they mentioned that her kids. They live with her mom in the countryside. So most likely he's going to be meeting her kids. I hope so. If they're planning on moving forward, I hope that he is able to meet the kids. Now, if we don't see it. What if he's just an awkward duckling around kids? He's an awkward duckling around everyone. It's fine. (laughs) But if Jasmine did not want the kids on camera or mentioned on the show, I understand that. But the fact that they already mentioned, I feel like it's almost like a plot hole that we never hear anything of them ever again. Especially if Gino is going to the house where they live. We find out that Usman has a secret that he's going to tell Kimberly about. What do you think it is? Uh, oh, you know, I have a theory. I, at first, I thought it was that maybe he had another girlfriend, but I don't know. I, I don't really have a good one. He's not divorced. Now, oh. this could already be on social media. Like, okay. he could totally be divorced. I just don't know. Okay. That, that's just mine. I'm not sure. We see, again, for the second week in a row, a preview of Memphis telling Hamza about staying at her ex's house. Which, for all we know, the folks watching live are going to see this. There are two episodes ahead, probably. Yeah. I've, we've still never seen the scene of, I guess, Memphis and Hamza waking up in the hotel room together and they were hungover, or she was hungover. We've just never seen that. I just heard it on social media. Oh, weird. So they're way ahead of us. Hmm. So apologies again. We're just going to cover the Discovery Plus versions because I like to drop these episodes on the night they come out. So can't really watch and record that fast if we wait for the live version. Now moving on to Sister Wives, Season 16, Episode 13, One-on-One, Part 3. I felt like even on this episode, there were parts we have already seen. I think you're right. I I, I don't d- like that. I, I don't know if it's the lack of content. So they're sort of like, maybe if we just re-show them a little bit of a preview, of, not a preview, but of previous scene to sort of uh, warm up the crowd of hey we know you saw this but just for some context just to get your mindset right let's just show them some previous videos which kind of makes them assume that we're stupid because no i i know what i fucking watched last fucking sunday i already saw robin telling me what a waste yeah it was it was dumb i mean it kind of does show the lack of content in these parts and obviously us you know on the outside are like why do you have three parts if you don't have new content I really think this was the weakest tell-all of all the tell-alls that we've had for Sister Wives. Because at least on the other ones, they were together. Out of the three parts or... No, no, no. Of just all in tell-alls in general. Yeah, okay. You know, isn't it funny that in... Even in all these different shows, it's so blatant how they want more viewership by just spinning every single 
reunion, tell-all, whatever, finale, it's always multiple parts. Well, not only that, but I feel like it's really cut. And, and the shame, the shameful one, which is this one of this one's one of them, is three parts. Come the fuck on. That's a little, that's a little too much. So not only could this have been two parts. Two parts is cool. But there weren't any questions that I wanted. We never talked about Yisabelle's surgery. A massive point in this season. Never even touched it. Or even the comparisons between the care of different children to yes. different wives. Why did we never talk about the nanny? Ever. Why didn't they actually respond with, um, so what does a nanny actually do? We're yes. just curious. Or they could play the Christine video to Robin and maybe see Robin's reactions. And then... Ge- well, they you did know, to Cody. G- genuinely asked, like, oh, we're just curious, like, what does a nanny do? Uh, Suki could have said, you know, some nannies, they might um, just take care of the children. Some nannies might do more of, like, home prep or home cleaning. Um, just other, you know, give feed Robin a little bit of examples well, before Robin actually answers the question. In the episode, in the regular season, they said, oh, my nanny tutors, my nanny does, you know, various things. But I want to hear it now. Now in a little bit more detail. I also wish we touched on... How the Brown family did with COVID. How so? What do you mean? So they were exposed and then Gabe and Garrison popped a positive Um, mm -hmm, and then the season ended. That was it. We never found out if anyone else tested positive. We never found out how they did with it. Did Cody even care? He was like, that's what you get. But back to, back to, hold on, back to Robin answering the question, the, the original question. We are really just assholes because we just want to hear her say that she does nothing with the kids. I mean... That this nanny is essentially raising her kids. Kind of. When... And then Suki could have doubled down and said, so why do you need a nanny when you have... Sister wives. Sister wives and three children, I think, all over the age of 17 at this point. And many other children above the age of 17. Who maybe would like to babysit or get paid, yeah. maybe a little side job. Isabel would probably as, like as, a, side as a bigger money. sibling. Savannah's at a good age to very to interesting. Those are the kind of questions. Like, just go a little deeper. Ask a little poking questions, or maybe, hey, maybe they did up front. Like, we're not talking about our That's fucking. That's it. Nanny. That's why I do not, not blame asked, the host. You're not. Yeah, I because get it. I get it. I guarantee Cody set a forward what he would discuss and what he wouldn't. And you even notice when they push the Christine topics, he said, I'm not talking he, he about that. He reaches end. Yeah. He yeah. reaches limit. Yeah. I, I got you. Also, one more thing. I wish we talked to Mary more. I know. She oh, didn't get shit in part three. No. She barely honestly, got Honestly, honestly, some fans might be like, good riddance. Like, she's not giving me any deets. But she's not being asked anything. But you, you want to see her opinion. I want to see her opinion on... The Christina okay. situation? Yes, but the little opinion we did get this episode, I was over it. Mm. The yeah. fact that you're saying, I thought I knew her values. You were stepping out on your husband. I thought I knew your values. Stop it. Stop. Mary, you have... Do not very, judge anyone. Your opinion level is very low considering you got catfished and essentially tried to cheat on Cody. So just... And leave just, the bigger just, family. Just, just stop. Just it's very low. Now I like Mary now more than I did a few years ago. 
Oh, I hated Mary the Previous. <laughs> I always bitched the shit I out of her. Every about, I'm like, she's always fucking crying. Now like, we have Sobbin. Now we have Sobbin' Robin. Like, <laughs> I wish we recorded those. Like, you know, Ellie and I just obviously our banter watching this show. I would talk mad shit about Mary. I'm like, why the fuck? That was his least favorite for a while. Like every, a long every time she while. came on, I was just checking out. I'm like, I can't listen to her cry like anymore. I'm sorry. Like, I need some resolution. I need some progress. Like, no. We are toying with the idea of doing a rewatch because I think with the context we have now and knowing the current state of things now, it would be really interesting to see all these details that we missed in the early seasons. So we're toying with that. If you're interested, let us know. Maybe we'll record yeah, I, some of I've it. I've heard some some folks who we follow on social media, they're kind of doing their own rewatch. And, you know, they, even them, they post like little bits, bits and bobs of things they've caught or little mm-hmm. sayings and Man, they just hold so much more weight, which we will get into some sayings from part three that they have a lot of weight. Yes. If you read into the Again, message. words matter. Oh, yes. Let's get into it. We start off with Christine saying that her and Cody are divorced and that they will be friends eventually. Cody says he loves her, which I was surprised he said. I'm assuming he means in the same way he loves Janelle, but he is not in love with her. Kind of like... You're the mother of my children, so I have that kind of love for you, but I'm not in love with you. I'm surprised he even said that, though. Hmm. But he does say he has grief and is still angry. Again, I'm surprised he's even grieving anything because he treated her like such shit. What are you grieving? That she eventually stood up for herself? Something that came out that I was kind of disconnected with on their relationship was how many years this has been going on for. And obviously, for someone to call a marriage like quits, it has to be pretty serious, like either obviously like someone cheated on someone or something like that, but or this prolonged levels of, you know, lack of care, lack of compassion, lack of intimacy. So we find out it's been going on for a very long time. Essentially 12 years. That is insane. And we actually see Cody get a little bit. Like, take a little bit of accountability, even if it was just for a minute. Very, very small. Very small. That's a little bit further on in the episode, so we'll definitely deep dive into that. I thought it was so interesting to see the difference in the way Robin took the divorce and the way Janelle took the divorce. And it was edited beautifully. Thank you. Thank you for bringing this up. (laughs) This was incredible. So we see Robin say, what a waste. Two functioning people who could figure this out. Why not try? Pause. This is where we always go back to, you have no fucking right to judge this woman on her decision when you have been fucking divorced and were married for half the time, less than half the time that Christine was married to Cody. And the fact that she says you didn't even try, from what we hear from Janelle, they have been in counseling for fucking years. Exactly. Years trying to get through this, work through it. We have issues. Let's talk about it. I will bet. I will bet my fucking house <laughs> Please don't. Robin Please did don't. not go to fucking counseling <laughs> no. in her marriage. No. Has no right to say that. And that leads to the perfect point. We get to Janelle who says they have tried and tried. They've been to counseling and they just realize it just doesn't work anymore. Did you notice the the state in the relationships where they are to different wives and how they responded. Now, we know Christina and Janelle are fairly good sister wives, fairly good friends now. I mean, they're not sister wives anymore, but they're friends. Yeah. 
Whereas it seems like Christine and Robin never really hit it off. No, not but it's, at all. It's amazing the the juxtaposition of each each response was so different. One is almost like disappointed and and you know is judging them, and the other one's like, you know, hey, I, I get it. They tried yeah. for a long time. It just didn't work out. And that's it. That, that's okay. And, that, and she and, and Janelle even said, and that's okay. No judgment. In- incredible, incredible to see. We then cut to Cody, who says he knows fundamentalist Mormons and polygamists doing much better than himself. I hope he realizes that he is the problem here. You know, they, Cody, we do judge him a lot, and there's a lot of fair points of why we do, but I feel like other men in his position, you know, every relationship is so different. You know, maybe maybe they don't have as many wives. Maybe they don't have as many kids. Uh, obviously, they're not on TV the way they deal with their family, maybe their communication is probably astronomically better than where it was with Cody and his children and his and his wives compared to his friends. It's just a completely different scenario. And one, obviously, we don't know much about because you know, we don't know his polygamous friends. No. We get a flashback of Cody saying he doesn't want to advocate for plural marriage. He doesn't give a shit anymore. And I took this almost as he was punishing his wives. Like, I don't care anymore. You guys figure it out. It's almost like in that moment they're catching him where he's fed up with being countered. Well, not only that, but to him, he said his biggest anger was the way the wives treated each other. But in this, he is not taking any responsibility for how he has treated them and how he has put them against each other. We, I mean, I've heard it in other pods, you know, our fellow podcasters where... It's almost like in different phases of these these relationships, you know, some emotions just weren't read the right way, whether it was Robin coming in and having kids when clearly the family, the rest of the family was done having children, you know, so they're going to be in a different sort of path in relationships, right? Whereas most wives are kind of kids are moving out it's kind of a different mindset and whereas Robin is just having new children or some wives outwardly saying like we don't want to add another wife which then cody says pretty much he just didn't give a shit no he's like yeah you're gonna say no but i'm still gonna marry robin which those little moments i think i think they have a a trickle down effect it just grows and grows like you basically didn't care about my opinion now and then there's other things that come up that probably just keep that you know that little that little thing in your mind just keeps growing and growing and growing which I think leads to these like lack of intimacy, all these problems, yeah. like they're out of sync. Well, definitely a pattern that they both talk about is how Christine mentioned that she has been unhappy for 12 years and she kept stating it over and over again. And Cody mentions that this is a burden versus validating her. And he, he mentions that if I had more empathy back then, I mean, he says like, we'll never know now, but... You know, things would have probably been different if you showed a little bit more compassion or, you know, I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying and let me try to fix it. Let me do what I can to fix it versus, oh, yeah, I heard you, but like, whatever, like, I'm not going to do anything. Like, you just keep you just keep bringing stuff up for 12 years. Yeah. And I don't understand why he thinks that would ever go away. Why would someday sh- she would just be happy and better? I've, I've talked about this before. Like, this man only has so much time for all of these people. If Christine is bringing up either something's bugging her, you know, rightfully so, I'm not saying it's not valid, for 12 years and you've never sort of 
Yep. Run with it. Pick pick it up. Like do something you with it. Just let it get worse and, and worse. Because he, he has, like has no time or he just doesn't care. Cause I like, think whatever. he doesn't care. Because in the early seasons. I think he see- wasn't used to someone like that. You're with him for years. Figure it out. You know, honestly, yeah, that is true. Because we found out that, I mean, the marriages, the first three were very quick. And not only that, but... Like in the first couple of years, they were all married together. Yeah. And then there was a long... I mean, think about how many years are in between their marriage and then her beginning to complain in 12 years or for the past 12 years. Yeah. And if you're never validated, come on. Something I thought was interesting, it sounded like Cody told Christine that early on he wasn't attracted to her. Yes. So he either married her for clout. Yeah, to have... Another because, wife, more because babies. Because Christine's father is like the head of their church at yes, the time. Yes, they are high up. So did you just marry her for clout and then obviously to have more kids? I think so. He liked the position it would put him in, which is not how you build a marriage. We see Christine say that she does not believe in plural marriage anymore. And unfortunately, we see Janelle is fully in. And then for some reason, we don't even talk to Mary. I'm actually... I think Janelle is honestly one of the most interesting people in this family. <laughs> Why? I love Janelle. Her, well, one, I think she's really smart. I think she's really witty. Yeah. But she has this relentless determination to a man that obviously doesn't treat people fairly, like doesn't have equality even amongst his own wives. Yeah. And I'm amazed that she can see that and is still so dedicated and even then, a lot of the, not con- well, I guess the concepts of plural marriage, at this moment in time, they don't even really benefit Janelle. Yeah. Like, she doesn't have a sister wife to care for her kids. Her kids are older. They're older. I think Savannah. Savannah's Savannah is her youngest kid and is, like, probably almost done with high school. It's, like, a lot of things about it. At this point, these are just a couple friends she has and a dude that comes over sometimes yeah. who she's not intimate with, for sure. No. No, no, it's no. like it's like what what about plural marriage is really benefiting you it's almost amazing that she's so committed but she's not really reaping any benefits from it i think she likes the family as a whole she is staying for the family as a whole versus just cody cody's just an aspect of it it will be incredible if they have more seasons and they have family events let's let's say they pretend covid's over and they have family events do you invite christine no, she would. She already said there's a new group chat. No, they would not invite Christine. Well, they would then, invite well, the then, kids. They would but, invite the kids. I think. And obviously, the kids will be like, "Well, I'm bringing my mom." I don't think so. I think the kids would just come. Actually, they wouldn't because they think don't like Robin, Cody. Robin would fucking hate her. I'm down to see some Brown family fights. Like, I'm cool with it. We've been seeing fights for years. I'm cool to see like Robin and Christine throw down. <laughs> my money's straight up on Christine. Though. Oh no, easy. She's got easy. that. She's got the weight. The you know like a no, boxer. not even that. Just scrappy. Mm. No way. Easy, easy one. You're right. And then Peyton has to fight. <laughs> no, Peyton's gonna win anyway. Peyton has to fight. Robin's older kid. No, he's Dayton. so nice. Well, he's you gotta so fight nice. to protect your mom. You just gotta. No, you just got would, to. I don't think he would protect. You just got. He would to. just be like everyone's son. It's down. like an instinct. He's such a polite kid. Like he. Would okay, just he never. would break it up, and then Peyton would punch him in the face. No, Peyton's fighting Cody. That's oh, a good one. Oh, he's cheap shotting him. He's cheap shotting him. <laughs> He's just going to sneak one in. It was an no. accident, Dad. I was trying to break up the fight. And no. 
my fist landed in your Dayton face. Dayton is too nice and polite. He would never fight. Yeah, probably not. But He'd Cody probably. definitely would. And so it would be Kate, Peyton nah. and Cody. Cody. Cody would like whip out a belt and start trying to hit kids or something. Some old school shit. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> is there like 25? Peyton would be like, what does the nanny do? <laughs> Poor cat. <laughs> Tambo. <laughs> Lo siento. <laughs> Mike has ever said Lo Siento, but I want I want him to work that in. Tamo. Peyton Tamo. <laughs> we then move on to the topic of Cody saying he was done. So we touched on this a little bit about he doesn't believe in plural marriage anymore. He doesn't give a shit what anyone else does. At this point, Robin asks, if he doesn't believe in marriage, then what does he do? Robin says she has seen in their culture that a man will be done and leave all of his wives or leave them all but one. Pause. This, so, this was incredible to me. Are we not seeing that right now? We are absolutely seeing this play out. No, no, no. no, no. And Hold she doesn't under, understand you're, that, you're, though. You're, under, you're underselling it, though. Because when I was watching this... I thought she had like a momentary pause and then quickly added the secondary part of that sentence where she says, we've seen this in our groups in our community where the husband will leave all wives. And then she quickly said, or all wives, but one. Now, if you were to ask Robin, that all wives, but one would be her. I do not think she has that self-reflection. Absolutely not. She thinks that the, she even says herself, it's a big, happy family. No, it's not. I think he doesn't even hang out with any of the other wives. There's a lot of delusion there. And the fact that she thinks it's a big, happy family when most all of these wives, but one has no intimacy with this man. Yes. Do you think they're really happy? She does not have the self-reflection to think, oh, he he has already done this and I'm the one wife he's with. Hmm. At one point, Mary says he can give up. He can walk away. But wasn't that the big rule? The men can never leave. Only the wives can. The wives are free to come and go. So I don't understand why now it's like, oh, yeah, you can go do what you want. Well, they kind of made it seem like they haven't really been members of the ma- their main church in a long time. No, but they still talk about these. But I, f- I feel like when you do that, I mean, are you now just at a point where you just make up your own rules? I feel like we're there. Or are you following like Cody scripture or whatever the fuck? Like, I feel like he's picking and choosing and he's picking and choosing a lot of. A lot over the last few years. I mean, if you were super down with your religion, I think, wouldn't they have viewed Robin's divorce a lot differently? Or even Janelle's divorce? Like, divorce is like a big no-no. But it doesn't mean you can't marry a divorced person. It just means that person is needs to talk to God. I don't know what it means. But it just, <laughs> you're not supposed to divorce, but who knows? We get a flashback to Christine when her and Cody were talking about moving back to Utah. Cody was very excited about this. And he said all of his friends are in St. George. Cut to when they are talking to all of the sister wives together and they do not agree with moving back. He completely throws Christine under the bus. Something I noticed in this conversation is Christine was totally right. Like they got rid of plural marriage as like a conviction or whatever the hell happened there in Utah or they basically probably wouldn't be prosecuted if yes. they were like, you know, we're a plural family. The law has changed. Which, I mean, they're from Utah. Like, their families are there. Their parents. All the kids moved friends, back to Utah. All of the, most, like, 90% yes. of the grown kids, unless, like, you know, Hunter, military, 
uh, Maddie, you know, husband works in the East Coast, so she's over there. I think Logan, he like works and lives out of Vegas. Like, besides those older kids, like everyone has gone back to Utah. So when Christine mentions, like, we can go home now. Like, I'm questioning why are we still living here? And then Janelle, man, like she she lost me a little bit here when she says. <laughs> I have nothing in Utah or there's like nothing for me there. I'm like, what the fuck do you have in Flagstaff? Like Flagstaff. Until a couple years ago, how many of you even knew it fucking existed? Did you even ever go visit? Like what? And her kids are in Utah. Like a fucking, you're going to make a garden there? Like what is in Flagstaff that was like, I have nothing in Utah. Are you fucking kidding me? There's like, yeah. as soon as your kids, Janelle, move away, which one, one now bought a house, so he's not going to move. If those kids, kids um hunter and um not hunter uh gabe and um what was the other one's name garrison garrison yeah if gabe and garrison if they move back to utah you bet your ass janelle was like um why would i live here there's like nothing for me here in flagstaff like i'm going back to utah but they made the decision her sisters in utah but but they made the decision i mean her kids it seems like her kids are selling down there which i'm honestly really surprised about like what are the job prospects there i don't know maybe they are making better money maybe they are i just don't know But did you notice in this conversation as well, we go from saying we want to live in Flagstaff because all the kids will return. But then, but then during the tell all, he says, we need to worry about the kids that are here right now. Yeah, I I picked up on this while we were watching it. It's almost like changing the narrative to fit the current conversation. At what point when they're having the sit down together in Flagstaff? He mentions, oh, this is a great place. The kids will move back. This is like the most likely place for our grown-up kids Which to move back. Which I don't know why. Like, uh, bullshit. All this their family ties are in Utah. Definitely not where your kids are moving back. But then when you're on the tell-all, you say, we need to worry about the kids that are here now. It's like, why did you... What is with this shift? At one point... Also, has he always been like, fuck them kids, aka the older kids? Or is that just a recent development? I feel like that's a recent development. Me too. I thought he was always very like... He wanted Logan around forever. What happened? Is it did it go overwhelming when like all the older kids just got to leave the nest? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I am really I don't know, man. I always every time I think about this family and the way kids leave and, and whatnot and move on, first I'm always my mental state always goes back to Janelle of like like how are you so committed when this man gives you no love? You won't talk about your personal situation. Because she's him. not in it for the man. Well, I, I get that. I get that. But what if, I mean, when the kids move away and she has no children and they're all in Utah or wherever they I are. I mean, I think that's when she will have to make that decision. Because even <laughs> herself, she said for six weeks, I had to really think about what I wanted. And mm. now things are kind of better, air quotey fingers. So she can kind of not think about that again. But let's say the boys do leave the state go back to Utah or wherever Savannah goes off to college soon and it's just her and Robin's kids. What is she going to do? Then I think we at already, that point, and we already know that Janelle and Robin don't have a good relationship. Janelle doesn't fuck with Robin. I mean, she said, uh, Robin asked if like they could work on their relationship or she something. Said, and then she'll think said, about it. I'll think about it. I'm like, that's not a good sign. That's a no. That's a no. <laughs> but yeah, even at this moment in time for what we think of a wife with, you know, intimacy, that whole lovey-dovey thing, whatever. Cody only really has one at this moment in time. Yes. He just has two other ladies that are in the family. Around. And one wife. Yeah. Mary, in his eyes, he doesn't even mention Mary. No, he does not care about Mary in at all. In most situations, doesn't even mention her, which nope. is 
honestly like really sad it's so sad why are you dragging it's her almost around? like you're essentially not even treating her like a human no like that's creepy she's lower than a friend to him yeah. just not even an acquaintance like he just says we can be around. friends but you don't even mention her you don't talk as to being her. a friend in this group no you remember how happy she was when she got the s'more sad yeah robin says being in your room and saying to yourself i don't want this marriage is different than saying it on camera to your sister wife and i don't think it is if anything that is completely the truth this is how you feel i feel like in the exact same moment we hear every single person say we didn't know that it was utah or nothing we didn't know she was about to leave did you just not listen it almost goes to show Robin's reaction of how how much the family doesn't show us. Because Robin's thinking, oh, the normal thing would be to keep it in. Like, don't let people know your pain or your suffering. Whereas Christine said, no, like, this is how I'm feeling. Like, this is the camera I'm telling you. And Robin expected her to keep that inside and just suffer through it. Like, that's, that's weird. Yeah. Or, do you want her to just keep suffering on her own? Yes, she wants... She, everyone wants Christine to be the Christine she was 18 years ago. You take the burden, you shut up, you make sure everyone's happy, you take care of everyone, you say yes no matter what. And she's not that anymore. Well, even in most times in Vegas, she was the excited person, the hype, the hype, you know, sister wife to bring everyone in, party planner, that kind of thing. And at this point, this is where Mary got too hypocritical for me. She talks about how you can't always place a blame elsewhere. And I took that as Christine is putting blame on Cody and the family versus looking inward. And I don't think Mary has any room to talk. You just mean as far as her, the wrong she's done? Not only the wrong she's done, but how she also did not express things. She did not. That's true. I mean, she was hurting with Cody for years at that point before yes. the catfishing thing happened. Yes, and desperately wanted to be loved. She always talks about how smitten she is with Cody. She just wasn't getting the love she wanted. So that's why the catfish thing even happened. But yet, you want to place blame on another woman who is not getting the love and attention that she wants. You know, if you think about it, if Cody didn't marry Robin, he would have no wives to be intimate with. No. Which... Robin the- was... The baby to save the marriage. Robin was the extra person coming in to try to save the marriages. That's odd to think about. Yeah, but it is. You know how people have babies to bring you closer? Yeah. They brought in a new sister wife. Then we get a flashback to the famous diary cam footage of Christine explaining how Cody said that he no longer wants an intimate marriage. Now, they have a disagreement about how this happened, but Cody's totally lying or he truly believes it didn't go down like this. I would be on the side that Cody's lying. Yeah. So while Christine is reiterating the same story, the housework was done, she asked, so does this mean we're going to be intimate again? He said, probably not or no. I don't know how direct it was. But Cody Cody says... He just sh- shrugged his shoulder. Well, he said I didn't say that which then i wish suki said okay well what did you say yeah instead he just shrugged his shoulder and said probably not why why would i take that as an answer why should i hang on to that probably no i wish you know i think suki asked robin in part one or two about can you kind of explain to us what she's going through you know you've been through divorce i love that she asked that question actually yeah but it's just absolute shit let's just remind that you've been married before and also, and divorced before. And also, someone, <laughs> someone mentioned uh, 
someone shared a video, I think it was on Twitter or Reddit, when it was Robin saying, yeah, I couldn't imagine being in a, like, a monogamous marriage. I was fucking rolling. I'm like, like you haven't been for nine years. I was like, you're married to one man for nine years. What and had three about? kids. But I wished, I wish Suki did a little bit of, um, of asking Robin, how would you react if Cody told you he didn't want to be intimate anymore? Would you be okay with that for the rest of your marriage? See, these would be great questions that we just didn't get. So you're judging Christine on her response and what I, she went through and leaving the leaving the family. Well, how would you feel like that? Now, obviously, you can't ask you know Janelle that because it's been like that forever. I wish that we brought up Isabel at all. Justin, let's ask Robin if Ooh, she would be yes. okay oh, with yes. Cody missing one of her kids' surgeries. Thank you. Great point. Can we miss great Saul's point. surgery? Great point. Or uh, didn't Dayton have a eye surgery? Yeah, he was there. But granted, not COVID times. But right, I'm just saying, right, right. if that accident occurred during COVID times. No, she would say, my kids can't be without their daddy for two days. That's unacceptable. Yeah. Interesting huh? how different it is between families. It's just so not fair. At the end, the host asked Cody what he hopes for Christine. He hopes that she gets married again, which is a weird hope. I would think, oh, be happy and live a great life. But maybe their lives are so focused around marriage that that's the one thing you wish for everybody. Or he just, in his eyes, he's like, well, women should just be married to a man. Like, they don't have any other goals or aspirations or, you know, whatever. Robin has the quote of the episode here. We're still one big happy family, but she gets to find somebody that she really loves or, you know, whatever. This was incredible. I was like, really? Of all the things you could say, that's what you... She gets to find someone... to love her or something like that or whatever do you wish for someone to love her and be intimate with her or not or whatever that was some disrespectful shit robin's been super disrespectful during this tell-all the the issue she has is that how dare you leave the man that i chose like you are less now to me yeah because you left my man like how dare you leave my man That was some shady shit. At that point, it was funny that Cody actually had a better response than Robin. You know, Cody was actually like, oh, you know, I hope she's happy. Find yeah. someone, you know, gets married, whatever. Or whatever. Robin. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. And Janelle has a really nice response. She just says, like, how can you feel sorry about something that makes someone so happy? So she just likes seeing her happy. And from what I can see online, they're still great friends and they go on vacations together. And it's cool you to know, see all the kids still hang out. We asked christine for a cameo uh maybe a m- couple weeks ago i want to say about a month but maybe about a month yeah, yeah and we asked her if she was gonna date again I would, we didn't we know were just super curious we didn't know it was gonna be asked in the tell-all exactly and she had a very similar response yeah and just be happy be keep life simple it truly was telling her how happy she is where they're at right now it's very nice to see well, there is a season 17 confirmed by Peyton. So didn't, didn't they say that his mom filmed? Yes. So she's still a part of the show. Yes. So I'm very excited. And if I have to wait a year to see this, I'm going to be pissed. I hope it's Christine on the prowl. <laughs> it's oh. not going to Oh, be. she's getting some, some love. You know what I'm saying? Some affection. I just want her to meet a nice man at the grocery store. I want her to meet a guy that's like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, rugged. A little, a little buff. A little rugged. Yeah. You know, meet Cody, shake his hand all firm, look down on him. <laughs> his oh. calloused hands. Oh, it'd be fantastic. Ooh, hot. Wow. <laughs> it would just be funny. 
Anything else? I'm just, I'm bummed it's over. I'm bummed we didn't see the kids at all. What am I going to do to fill my time? The subreddit's going to be real quiet. I do wish we got more opinions of the kids. I mean, come on, man. Some of these kids are fucking adults now. Yeah. I Get want to see fucking the kids. Pay man. them a buttload of money. No, 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 no. Pay the sister wives and Cody all the money. Get them on one couch. Yes. Oh, my God. TLC, whatever they want. Get them on the same couch, and I need the kids to be paid well and also get on the couch. I want Christine and Robin to go at it. (laughs) I hope it's not even a couch. Just little verbal exchanges. I hope it's not a couch. I hope it's two separate chairs with, like, spotlights. I want Robin to (laughs) side-eye and eye-roll Christine's responses. I I want her to keep poking herself in the eye with the dry tissue. I want Robin and Cody to obviously be tag-teaming everything. Yes. Blatantly. That would be cool. I want Janelle to be the middle matchmaker person of calm down. You know, peacemaker. Calm, peacemaker. Yeah. Calming down the situation. Yeah. Not matchmaker. Peacemaker. <laughs> sorry. Mary's just quietly sitting. And she's like, I don't oh have my much. God. I don't have much say in this, but. All right. I think that's it. Yeah. It was. Congrats, everyone. We made it through another sister wife season. It was. Um, it was a good season. Very enlightening. Wow. A sister wife left. That's pretty. Wild. Amazing. To watching this show for 16 seasons and one of the wives leaves. Pretty intense. Well, thank you all for listening. I hope you have a good week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Do something for yourself. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you.